0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Mishnah said, kol Omer yasoda shokav kav kav. Let's say, in this field, the standard size of the omer, of the bundle, that's going to be tied, put together, and processed, and taken to the granary, the standard is, a, is the size of a kav. But one of those bundles, one of those omrim is four kavim, And the Mishnah said Vishokho, And it seems like the the workers forgot it. The balabayas maybe on the spot also didn't say anything and it was forgotten. V'shamay said, e'no shikho. The, 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 the poor people cannot come and take it. Remember, the others were the size of a kav and this one was four. So now the Gemara wants to know where did that where did that number come from? Why is it about? Because it's four kavan. So the Gemara asks, "Ma onun what, what are we referring to, and what's the rationale of Shammai? Why that's not called shicha? It seems to have been forgotten. So imishum daver mesuyim. We're going to see in the next mission coming up tonight that Shammai." said that if the thing is something unusual, something unique, it's misuyam, something that you would notice. Anybody looking at the field would notice. Dayoshnayim, The fact that it's twice as big as the other omrim is enough. Something that's misuyam you don't really forget. You you might it might slip your memory for now, but you would have noticed it. And therefore we don't consider it real shikha, that's shamay's kiddush of dover misuyam. Dover misuyam it can just be twice as big as the others. Imishum shura if the reason is because of shura, what does shura mean? Shura means that it's a row in itself. That's like the row that you started to harvest. It's as big as a row. But we know later in the Mesech that we're going to see Dayo Gimel, that three, the size of three Kavim is enough. Three Omrim, in other words, that's already a row in itself. So it doesn't have to be four. Hmm, so what's the reason why it's four? Two or three should be good enough. Chal Bar there was a certain Talmud Chacham, we don't know his name. Omra Kamei He says, I want, he told Roshlokish, Hey, Rosh Wokish, I heard from your friend, the Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Yochanan, the reason why Shammai says that. Chodet the Rabbi Yochanan, and the name Rabbi Yochanan, the reason is like this. The amount that's there, any, if, it's, if, if you have a large amount that's that's all crunched together, but if you koshu yochel if you would divide it, and it would turn into the size of a shura, what's considered a complete row. And a complete row is obviously something you don't forget, because it's about Omer. It's not a complete row of stuff. If it, if, 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 even though now you have, it was, it was harvested, and it was seems to have been compressed. But if you could uncompress it, if you could be machalik it, and it would be the size of a row would be the amount that would qualify as a complete row in this field. That's where it's, that's why it's four because Bishamai says four make a complete row. So even though this is really a, 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 a four compressed together, it's as if they're separate. It's as if they are, they stand separately together. And that's the reason why, if it seems to have been forgotten, you can't take it. Rabbi Yonah boy. Rabbi therefore said, "Call Omrim Hasada. Let's say it's shokav kav. In this field, the way they make their bundles is of a kav, the echot shodavet kavin. And one of them is four, shokho, That's the din of our Mishnah. But let's say the field we're talking about is the Minagwas that their Omrim." their amount that they bundle in the, in the non-permanent way, and that's the, that's the basic unit of what they harvest is two kabim, then the din of Shammai would have to be eight. It has to be four times. It has to be, Shammai says a, a, a row is four sections. So as long as whatever, that, whatever is left could be turned into a row in this area, if, if, if the minig in this farm is that every omer is two, then the amount that's left over needs to be eight. The only reason why in our Mishnah, Shammai said four kavim is because the standard size was one kav. So it always goes with Shammai's way of looking at things one by four. <clears throat> if, if, if you have real Texas sized uh, rows, so let's say each bundle is four kavim then the big one that's left over has to be 16 compressed together. So it really depends based on what the minag was in that field. We talked about Dover mesuyim. Now we're going to see it in the next Mishnah. ha shusamach Shusomuch Okay, so basically what you have is a, 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 a fence, an important fence, important part of the wall. And there is the amount, that bundle that, that, was, that was harvested and started to be tied and was left there, but it's left by a wall or a goddish. It's left by another big uh, section, a place of the goddish. It's next to the big goddish that, of course, he's going to go back to get that old goddish. Or let's say it's next to Bukhar, <laughs> it's next to a bunch of animals, a n- bunch of cattle, or Caleb. Excuse me, the- goddish. A goddish is a goddish is where you take the 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 uh the produce that you have harvested that you've cut that harvested you've cut it and you compress it together into a big size like a big amount and that's gonna be taken to the granary to work on that's the godish it's not the individual rows it's already it's already gadush. like we say godosh is, is 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 all compressed and, and full that's what a godish is okay the godish is clearly where you, you you have 20 there together you can see this is where and sometimes we saw in, a, 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 in previous days sometimes they don't even take it to the granary sometimes they do disha at the place of the godish right that that's where the Pasuk and mishpatim says that the fire ignites a godish right uh, talks about the fire igniting when it talks about ash, The fire ignites a godish. Something like that. But but it's more than a hay. It's where the food is. This is actually the, all the grains and stuff. It's all put together there. That, that, that's the godish. I think the passage says godish. Let's see, I have a homish right here. translated as, and a stack of grain. <laughs> a, sta- a stack of grain. godish Right in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim. That's what a godish is. Okay. Or kalim, Your farm implements. So basically the Omer is by something that you're going to remember. Okay, so this is the idea of Dover Mesuyim because it's by something important. This item, though it's not connected to the ground, is next to something that's important to you. Therefore, you're definitely going to go back to get your farm implements. You're definitely going to go back you're definitely going to go back to get the, the, the everything else. You're going to go back to get the animal. You're going to go back to get Bessie. So you're going to see the, the whatever you left there. The Omer that you left there is going to be seen. Therefore, it's not considered forgotten. So the Gemara says, It seems to me, be, beshamai says, Right? You're telling me because the gap in the godish is something that's clearly important to you. The Amrin, and of course they say that what? They say it's not considered Shikha. Okay. I would I would actually change this. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the Girsi here. Vikasha the And basil is strange because Baisil says it's considered Shikha even though it's near a big fence, it's near something that's a very important thing for a farmer. And they still say it's called Shikha. And it's kashan be shamai, because he says even next to some animals. Well, animals move around. <laughs> animals aren't as important as a stable fence that you definitely are going to come back and notice. Or the kalim, still, shamai says, uh, we ask... Shamai, do you call a, 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 a rake, a hay, or a tractor a Dover mesuyim? That's a Dover shayna mesuyim. That's not so. That's not as important as and as as much of a landmark a, 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 as the gate and the fences. And they still say that it's not Shekha. Okay, let's say bimkomo. So let's say. Let's say the this the omer that we're talking about is in a spot, but where is it? It says <laughs> so so as as Rav Chaim Kanievsky points out here, what we're talking about here is another type of shikha. There's another type of shikha which is similar to sort of like peya. Where you you there's there's stuff that clearly should have been taken off of the tree, and it wasn't. Oh, wait up! That's all right. well, I did a new job. Good money, very good money though. It wasn't taken. It wasn't taken off the tree, and the tree itself was right by the press, the wine press or it was right by a a break in the wall. And and, and that was an important tree because it actually prevents people from coming in. And it's in that tree that the Matnasaniyim were left. Now, we're going to learn later that that's not called Shikha. So is that like Beishamai? like our Beit Shammai, the Beit Shammai says it's Eino Shechah. Is that what it is? The same way Shammai says that if you leave the Omer by a a wall or by the farm uh, uh, implements, it's not Shechah. The next, the Mishnai is coming up in the next parak that says if it's Bimkomo, but it's near uh, the wine press over there. Is that Beit Shammai? Just to show you what that case is. It's a Mishnah in Perik Zion. It says, We know that the, the, the stu- it's called That the stuff on the top level of the Zayas that was left there and was not harvested, that's considered Matnas as well. But let's say the tree that we're talking about is a well-known tree, and people know it. That's not called shecha. <laughs> Why? How come people know about it? Because of its because of its name and because of its space. What does it mean? The space where it is, because that tree is right by the wine press, or, or the or the oil press, or it's right by the the hole in the wall, and it it it, it, it it's a protective tree. So because of that any stuff that's left on that tree, any pe'eros, pe'alif, resh, vavtav, that's left on those trees is not considered shikha or, or leket. It's um, peya. You can't call it uh, like it was forgotten. It's not called shikha. And the oni cannot take it. That's what the Mishnah says in the seventh parak of peya. So we're now saying, is that like Shammai? that when something is left by something else, in other words, the tree itself is only important because it happens to prevent, or it's because of the wall next to it, or because of the wine press or the oil press next to it. Is that Beishamai? Masnis in the Beishamai? Is that like Beishamai? Because Beishamai says, That would be strange that Yehuda Hanasi in a later Mishnah should codify Shammai's halacha. Um, Rabbi Yossi, no. That mission is divri He Why? Taman, over there, davr mechuber mitzah davr mechuber. The tree is a dovr mechuber. It's not like what we have here. What we have here is an omer. We have something that's already been cut, already been tied, already been placed on the ground, was already moved, and it can move some more. Over there, we're talking about a special type of sheikha that's up in the tree, that's not moving. And it's by a fence, or it's by something else that's not moving. That's mechubar into the ground. Mechubar, but it's not Even Hillel says, that's not called forgetting. The the, the, the balabas is going to come back for it. Baram over here, daver <coughs> tolush, the Omer, true. The thing next to it might be important, the fence. Of the wall, but it's something that can move. Who says he's definitely going to go back and get it? This thing might be might blow away. It's a דבר תולש, but צה Rabbi Loi, Shaaltius Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Loi, Rabbi loy was the father of the famous Rabbi Yehuda Rishamidabrim. His dad was Rabbi Loi. Rabbi Loi was also Meshamish the door. Yehuda was a student of Akiva. His father was a student of Akiva's teachers. <clears throat> so Sha'auti is Rabbi Yeshua. <clears throat> I, we know Shammai and Hillel argue. will be', be silo. Which, What are the Omrim where they're arguing? Um, Lee, So Rabbi Yeshua Khananya said, I swear by the Torah itself, I know what the argument of Shammai was. What was it? It was Omer Hasamuch. It was a regular situation where you forgot the Omer and it was near any of these things, and it seems to have been forgotten. Beit says it doesn't have the haloch of Shekha and Beit says it has it in That was, And that's basically the version we have in our Mishnah, which is Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanani's version when I came to Rebbe right, right, Rebbe L'Ezer ben Hurkanis, he said, my friend Yeshua didn't get it right. There was no machlekis about that. I'm going to say that in that case, even Shammai admitted that it was Shikha. The case that, that we were talking about is We're talking about Omer that you started to take it to be processed. And then after it was already taken, Meaning the balabas boss has already started the process of schlepping it down the road to the granary or wherever they're going to eventually grind it into flour and then they needed to stop they needed to take a break and for some reason they couldn't make it it got dark before they expected it it, got, it was raining Venosnu bitsada gapa and they decided hey let's let's leave it here for a little while still it tops till it stops raining. Bitsara Godish or Bitsara or Batsara And that's why they forgot it. It wasn't this where it, this is the original area in the field once they had cut it and started to bundle and make it. It had already gone from that process on. That's why Beishama says, Ain't no and they Because first of all, yes, so what are we Why were we talking about a gapa and a godish? Not because of the idea of Dover Massuian, not because oh you're gonna you remember the fence, so you're gonna remember the omer. It's because when a person think about this case I just told you. When you're on the road, where do you put the stuff? You put the stuff by something that you're gonna remember where you put it. You have to stop, it was raining, you couldn't go any further, so you put it by something significant that, that will remind you where you put it. But the reason why it's not shikha, because it was already part of the process of taking it to the granary. Beisilu says, no, you didn't get there yet. You're still on the road, and you left it on the road. That's called shikha. And that's the way Rebbe bin Hurkanis explained the Machlekes, Shama and Hillel. And then later, Rabbi Loi said, Mir tseisiyas advarim lufnei, Rabbi ben Azariah, who of course was from a youngster, right, <laughs> from the next generation. In other words, Rabbi said, "I uh, years later, <laughs> I told Rabbi ben Azariah about this machlekas." Omar Lee, he said, "Habris, <laughs> the bris. That's what Teyr is. The bris. Hain, hain, advarim. What Eliezer said." Eliezer's right. Shenamru Moshe Bachiri. Coming up to Shmua soon, right? He knew that's the Torah. That's that was the real one. Rabbi Yeshua was great, but Eliezer got it correct. I, I, I the bris <laughs> based on the bris between God and the Jewish people, I'm telling you, Eliezer got it right. That's what Moshe was told at Har Sinai was the way that version of the Machleikas. I guess Moshe heard about the Machlekes, Shameh and Hilo. That's all part of what Moshe got at ar Sinai, and that was the right version of it. Okay. Tom and Tanina, in Ksuvis, we learn a Machlekes as well. In order to explain this, I got to step back for 35 seconds. Remember that, Moshe? 35 seconds I have to step back and explain. We know that Chazal were very worried about the relationship between husband and wife. And they pushed, and they made it almost a Dover Pasha that every wife that would get married would bring into the marriage something called nixay melug. Nixay melug or what was was especially the the, husband, the father of the bride, would give it as a dowry. But what would it, what, what it would allow it would allow his new son-in-law to have a parnasa, for example, a field. That was technically owned by his wife, but his wife didn't control it. She was the owner of the field itself, but the payros, whatever the field produced, that was what the husband would be able to use, and and that would be his parnassa. He would be invested in the marriage because he has a job already as the farmer. It could be a store, it could be a bunch of chickens, it could be a lot of things, could be nichse melug. She would own the essential thing, and what it produces was the husbands. Now, many times that was enough of a reason for the bond of marriage to be lasting. But even if that bond was severed by anger or, or whatever it is of divorce, she would then, what would what, what revert to her, would be the, the whole thing, right? And... If if she if if he dies, she gets back that property. She always had it, but now. Right. So now, obviously, that's in, in in that scenario. Let's say, however, um, she decides to sell the property before Nisuin occurs. Arison and Nisuin. Arison is complete marriage, not the Israeli. Translation of being engaged complete total marriage in terms of her being an ish, But he doesn't have the financial control over her at the time of Arison So let's say the following occurs. She got this before the Arison occurred. She got it as a Yerusha from her father, she, right? A grandfather, there were no boys, and she's got property. But it wasn't part of, didn't happen post the arisen. So there, she has a right to sell it even after the arisen occurs, because this is old property for hers. She has a right to sell it. Now, even though that might have been in, in, in the husband's mind, why he wants to marry her, because that property will now, post the Nesuin, become his job. That's going to be Nissey Malug that he's going to get the payrolls for. But she can sell property that was hers prior to the marriage, prior to the Erosin. Or Nosenes, she can give it as a gift. The Kayim. And the husband has no rights to go to the person it was sold to and say, hey, that was supposed to be mine, whatever. Let's say she, they have aresin. Yay! Let's, now they wait a year till the chuppah. In that year, she inherits or gets property. The suing hasn't happened yet. The husband is thinking, oh boy, this is going to be mine. I got more stuff that's going to be mine that I'm going to be able to use the payros and make money with. Peshame says she can sell it. Peshame omrim timkor, that she has a right to sell that stuff because the suing hasn't occurred yet. silo omrim, no, no, low timkor. If she's trying to sell it, we say, no, no, you shouldn't sell it. You should let that be part of the dowry. That should be part of things, and that's what the husband will be able to use the payros for. It's still it it's it should be Nirse Malug and work as Nirsei Malug after the Khopa. Don't sell it now. That's a Mishnah suvas. What's the what does that have to do with Peya? You're gonna find out in a second. boy kame Lumba Lotani the Mishnayas that we just learned in Peah, all three of the the three alochas that we just learned, the alochas about Hefker, and the alochas that we learned about, about about what's not considered Shechah, the three cases we just learned, and about being by the Gapa, they are all quoted in the Mishnah 4th parak of Edios as the unique places where the school of Shammai was the more lenient one. Why wasn't the one in Ksuvis included? The three in Peya, they show up in Edyos. Why wasn't the one in Ksuvas included as well? Yeah. A uh, Merle. I'll tell you why, uh, Rab said, said. The Mishnah Edyos Wants to tell you something that's a total khumra on Hillel's part and a total kul on Shammai's part. The cow Mishneh Baram Hocha, when it comes to the Ksuva case, yes, it's a Chumrah mitzad echad, the cow mitzad echad. It's only a kul for who? The woman. It's a Chumrah for the man. You kind of to, oh, look, Shammai's the big Mako. Maybe Shammai's the Machmir. Shammai's. Task in the way that's a Humrah for the man in that case, that he's not going to get those things as Nihzay Malug. It's going to be money that she has, which of course could be turned into Nihzay Malug, possibly the monies, but there isn't that land anymore. So that's a humrah. So who says it's a cool? It depends which way you look at it. Chumrah says, One second. We know one of the things that's mentioned is what we just learned about. That's one of the cases about Shammai's version of Hefker. That it's called Hefker, even though the only per- per- people you have in mind are the poor people. That's called Hefker. That's, that's that true. Isn't that a Kula for the Aniyam, but it's a Humra for the bias? So maybe that shouldn't be an Egyes either because it runs both ways. So what's the answer? <laughs> the Tanisa, and it is in the Mishnah Nedyos. So the Gemara answers, that's a Kula cool on both ways too. It's definitely a Kula cool of Aniyam, because they get the chance to now have it. The man announces, this is only Hefker for an ani, a guy who makes less than $80,000 in New York. So all those Aniem would come and get it. But it's also not a Khumrah for the Balabayas. Why? Not like the case of the husband. It's not a chumr for Balabayis. Because <muching> he wants to get rid of it. He wants the ani to, to have it. So there's no chumr that way. It's exactly what he announced. Shammai says, what you say works, buddy. So there's no chumr against him. It's a kula all the way. Beisilo was the machmir. Um, what about the other case? <muching> Remember, the omer is sitting there next to the wall, next to the fence. And it's and they're shichah. So okay, you want to tell me that's a kula that runs both ways, and that's why it's not only in peya; it's also in edius. Is that, a, is that a kula that runs both ways? Isn't it a chumrah for the ani harehukah lebalabayas? Yes, it's not shichah. The balabayas can go back and get it, but it's a chumrah for the ani bitanitu and it is written there. So therefore, if that's written there, we should also have an Edges the idea of the Arusa not being allowed to sell. Um, our way, he said, no, that's a kula cool for the Balabayas. Obviously, the Balabayas can take it, but it's not really a chumrah. It's not a chumrah for the Oni. The Oni doesn't gab it yet. The Oni never got there yet. The Oni's right; he has no right to take it. But that's 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 not really such a chumrah. What right does he have? Other than the fact that he's an Ani who lives this and was expecting and maybe would like to have it, he doesn't, he doesn't have any hooks in it at all. Therefore, it's not really a, a chumra to the Ani. It's not a kula, but it's not a khumra either. So this one second. You want to tell me because he doesn't have his hooks in it? What about Hacha in the case of Ksuvus? We know it's a kula for the woman. According to Shammai, she can sell the stuff, and we the, the Besdin will say, "Sell it, baby. You can sell that stuff, even though you only inherited it after the erison occurred." But I'll tell you, it's not a chumra for the baal. Shadai lozocha Remember, it's only at Nesu'in that this relationship occurs. Erison doesn't give him bilas over her money. Erison means she's an ashes ish to him. But she does, he doesn't have bylaws over everything that she would pick up at this point. So why do you say, so it would seem that it's not a Khumra to the Baal Abbas. So if it's not a Khumra to the Baal Abbas, it's a complete kula. It should be in Mesech des So on that, he answered, no, it's a stronger Khumra. Why? Because he already married her. It's, he's in a, He has a stronger case than the Ani who's looking at the field. He did Kedushin to her. Since he did Kedushin for her, he's thinking, oh boy, we're going to get married soon. And she's already my wife. So and, and, So even though she, inherit, she inherits it after the Kedushin, he's already thinking, hey, that's my wife who's got more money now and I've got nix coming. So therefore it is a Humrah, to the Baal, it's to, to the Baal, it was not listed in the mission and edges. Amr of Yehuda, of Gamliel. Rabbi Yehuda said that they came to the great Rabbi Gamliel the Nasi, and they said, "Why is it? We know an Arusa, as I said before, is a total wife. Nesua is obviously a total wife. Mazu mochrabotel, the same way if she's a Nesua." And she tries to sell stuff of the Nse Malug, it's the rabbis invalidate that sale. They say no, she can't sell it now even right, even though what what whats she trying to sell? <laughs> she's trying to sell her sauce in it no means nothing. The husband can say no 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 in other words, what would that mean? That would mean let's say she would die um it, the 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 payros the 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 kenyan aguf would be to the person she sold it to. Again, Rachel was married to Yaakov, and Rachel sells her technical ownership, let's say in the field, to Yishmol. If 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 if, 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 if Yaakov divorces Rachel, Yishmol becomes the total owner. We say that's not true. The Chachamim uh, canceled the Kenyan. The Chachamim say, Yishmol's Kenyan doesn't mean anything. And therefore, let's say, Rocha would die. Then Yaakov would get it, even though she made a sale of that property. Which means she cannot sell it. So we should say the same thing by Erizin. Abzu mech And even Hillel just says she shouldn't sell it. Shammai says it's 100% a good sale and we tell her to sell it. Hillel says, no, she shouldn't be selling it. But it's not canceled the sale. The sale works, right? So in other words, if before Nesuin she sells property, she now has money. Now, of course, that money is part of what she owns. And once Nesuin occurs, the husband can say, hey, we should make something out of that money. We should put it into some sort of property and create a nich se muluk situation but the sale wasn't canceled, why wasn't the sale canceled? Rav Gamliel said, look, we don't really, this halacha, that the sale is completely canceled, and it doesn't mean anything, we've got problems with that technically, Onu we we have problems with that explaining it, because in a way, why should we cancel the sale? Let's say Yeshmo gives her money, so uh, Yaakov could say, oh, you got some money? Oh, you know what? Maybe we can take that money and buy something else with it, and he doesn't lose anything still, we say the sale is cancelled. you want us to cancel even stuff that she got that that was older. What does it mean Chadoshim. that's the stuff Misesis that she gets when she gets married. What does Yahanana mean That's the stuff even before she got married. You want us to cancel that we can't we're gonna go that far. That's enough that we have Well, my grandfather's opinion, that says we tell her not to sell. But we don't cancel the sale. We don't say the sale isn't doesn't hold. And if she sells stuff while she's in Arusa, so that to, to Yishmo, before Nesuin happens, the sale is considered a valid sale. And, of course, the money, that will be a question of how they're going to use the money afterwards. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.